This is the Dice Tower Network at Dicetowernetwork.com. Welcome to Rolling Dice and Taking Name. This is episode 33. Sorry seems to be the hardest word, and I'm Tony. And this is Marty. So, Marty, in today's episode, we got a really special treat for everyone, don't we? Uh, yes, we do. Got a big interview with a up-and-coming uh, web... Web... Um, web series? Web, web series. There you go. I was saying webisodes, but it's a, a web series on board gaming and I'm really excited to get into it. But you've got something you want to talk about real quick. Yeah, you know, um, when we were looking over at the Facebook page, and um, Robert Searing posted this design of his insert for Eldritch Horror, that I was like, man, it would be so nice to have something like that. So I bought these foam boards, and I'm trying to cut them and get them into the box and everything. And I was like, okay, this sucks. You know, this is hard, to, especially with the glue and getting it all over everything. Well, Robert heard that everybody was having some problems when he posted this. And he said, you know what? Maybe this could be a side adventure. And he went out and actually created a foam board insert called insert here over on his webpage at searing.me slash rob store that's searing s-e-a-r-i-n-g dot me slash rob store or which slash is it marty is it the backward or forward i can never remember it'll take either one it will okay well Mm -hmm. good so rob store r-o-b-s-t-o-r-e and he's listed a whole bunch of um inserts over there and if he had just you know saved done this earlier he would have saved me a lot of cut up little fingers let me tell you that and for those who don't know who is robert searing robert searing he works on the dice tower with tom he's one of the behind the scenes guys he does a lot of the web stuff um mm-hmm. you don't see him I'm, i actually got to play eldritch Horror with him at gen con and really nice guy. And when you go to his his page there, I was just telling you about, you got to salute the man. I mean, he has got a full basketball team plus substitutes. <laughs> it's unreal. I'd be like, oh, my gosh. So him and Tom are soulmates. Very much so. He's a great guy. Um, and like I said, he, he works on the Dice Tower. You don't hear him on very much. You might see him. I think he was on the, the 24-hour gaming fest. I can't remember if he was there or not what Tom had, but anyway, yeah, he works for the dice tower and does a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. So if you're in the, uh, if you want some foam inserts and you don't want to spend the money out there or the time or the place, I mean, he's got one stuff for agricola, all creatures. Uh, one of your favorites, Marty Caverna, he's got that out there for you already. Um, dead panic, you know, that was one that he's done defenders of the realm. Eldritch already mentioned, uh, mage Knight um, or pathfinder card game. Another one of your favorite games. Games, you know so anyway if y'all have the inkling and you want to put some of these foam core inserts into your gaming box because they fit inside your gaming box really neat go give them a look all right and uh, he can make a killing just off making inserts for the fantasy flight games because we all know they use that same generic insert 
and it never fits once you punch everything out. Uh, he can get a lot of just out of doing fantasy flight games. Oh, yeah. And he's got an X-Wing uh, insert where you can put all your templates in there. It looks really good. Not your ships, of course, just the templates and your dice and all that. So once again, guys, if you're interested in that, um, he does a lot. Uh, he's a real nice guy. Wanted to give him a shout-out, and I appreciate him um, you know, trying to help me with my project best he could um, without coming over here and gluing it for me anyway it's it didn't turn out very well we're going to give it another shot marty yep and so uh for this episode it's going to be basically one topic um like i mentioned before we got the uh, opportunity to interview some of the cast members of a web series called board with life and these guys uh, came out with a web series last year did uh, season one and are currently in a kickstarter for um season two they seem like a, a great bunch of people to, to get on and talk with. And, and so what we're going to do is jump over to them. And again, it's kind of an extended uh, interview, but we think it was worth it. So here we are talking with Bored with Life. <laughs> so we are very privileged tonight to have some of the cast from the popular gaming web series Bored with Life. Tonight, we have with us Casey, Nikki, Donald, and Jonathan. How's it going, guys? Doing great. Awesome. So in order to be able to, you know, we got now we're going to have six people online. So I was going to go around and kind of let each of you say something so that the people listening can associate a name with a voice. And if you want to. Just tell us a little bit uh, about yourself, and I'll start. I'm, we're doing a Google chat here, so I can see. So I'm going to start. Tony, you got something to say? Yeah. So you're going to let me talk this time? No. Okay. All right. So <laughs> you just sit there and look pretty <clears throat> for okay. the audience to see. Okay. So we're going to start over here with uh, Casey. Hello. Uh, my name is Casey. Uh, my perfect Sunday is in a hammock on in a, <laughs> a field in the country, uh, in a windy, windy grove. Um, yeah, no, I uh, I play Casey, um, and yeah, I I've written some stuff, I've directed some stuff, and I shoot a lot of uh, a lot of our content. Cool, Nikki. I'm Nikki. I hope everyone can tell whose voice <laughs> this is. <laughs> but uh, I also I write and direct and act a little bit in the show, and help out as needed on set. Nice, and Donald. I'm Donald. I have the most feminine voice of the four of us. That's how you'll know me. And uh, I am most well known for my role on Magnum P.I. But since then, uh, I have fallen down to doing a stupid web series about board games in which uh, I am one of the writers, directors, actors, sound guy persons. (laughs) Nice. And Jonathan. Uh, yeah, I'm Jonathan. I uh, am the probably laziest of everyone here. Um, I just show up and, and do what they tell me to do. Um, I'm actually, yeah, so I, I just uh, acted in it. I've been, I wrote a bit that we're going to yeah. do soon. Yeah, he wrote other than that, bit. I haven't written anything. And uh, Casey and I actually worked together um, in our other jobs and that he knew that we like, we produced a, uh, a video podcast at work and so he kind of turned me on to this so it's my fault <laughs> so i actually uh had had caught a uh, a couple interviews you did with uh, a couple of the other shows with uh cardboard jungle and with uh plat hat games 
And uh, I will say that, unfortunately, neither Tony or I are as handsome as what Colby is. So you're not going to be able to spend 15 minutes talking about that. Well, not many people are, so don't feel bad. None of us are. That dude is just so handsome. I, I, I mean, I saw what? Colby is handsome is like trending today on Twitter. It's like, what is up with that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, for those who maybe have not seen the show, um, if you want to take turns or, or have one person be the point person, just tell us a bit, a little bit about what your show and all that you do, because you guys put out a lot of content. Um, yeah, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, we do. We put out a lot of content. Uh, uh, yeah, it, we're there's something wrong with us because we all have day jobs too that don't involve the show in any way. Um, and so, and so it's what we do in pretty much all of our free time, uh, aside from Jonathan, who's lazy. Um, but yeah, no, uh, the short version of it is, uh, is, you know, board gaming is a shared hobby of ours and, uh, and we all met and got and became good friends making short films, uh, and stuff like that. Um, some of us went to film school and, um, and so after, uh, much consternation, we decided to combine the two because we wanted to explore the sitcom format and then, uh, and then the rest of the content, um, like the news and stuff like that, uh, just, we just wanted to keep making more because we wanted to, to join the, the board game industry in a big way. And we've been very warmly received which is super pleasant. Yeah. I mean, you've been breaking into the, the video realm, which has been dominated by the, the big guys, and, you, and I don't need to mention their names. So did you feel a little uh, challenged or a little uh, intimidated by that? Challenged. Hey, come on. <laughs> you, you got kind of like how you and I felt when we did ours, you know, is it going to measure up to the quality? I mean, their quality is, if you've watched any of their series, is just incredible as as how good it is, the mic, all of that, because you know what goes on behind it. So, but how, how did y'all feel about, you know, you're throwing it out there. You said you've done this before, but you're putting it out there to a very mm, challenging group. I'll say that. How's that? A niche group. A niche group. Thank you. So, yeah, it, it's interesting. We, uh, we got, when we started doing this, we had originally thought about doing like reviews and other things, and we still want to kind of explore that type of stuff, but, um, I think a big boon to us has been not trying to compete directly with what other people are already doing really well. Yeah, we're um, trying to be more apples and oranges than apples and apples. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a thing where you know, um, you know, a guy like like Tom, we're we're not we're never gonna have like the breadth of knowledge that that dude has and all the experience he. I mean, that guy's played every game. He knows everything there is to know about games. Um, and that's something that he does really well. I mean, I watch all his stuff. Uh, I mean, that's like that's like the source, right? And mm-hmm. and you know, the, the the impulse to like try to come in and like compete with people, I think, would have been a mistake. You know, I think we 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 I think we made the right decision in sort of going on the side of like video comedy web series. And the, and the feeling of this community seems like it doesn't really lend well to that kind of attitude anyways you yeah know, it's more coexistence and before we forget i appreciate all the kind words about the quality of our show we've certainly tried very hard to uh to make it look as legit as possible well i must i must say that uh i, I must have seen your video after the first or series after the first or second episode so i saw it very early on and when i first heard about it i thought i thought oh board gamers are going to try to make a 
a series and I watched it and I was blown away by the production. That was the first thing that caught my eye because, you know, as we watch other people's videos of reviews and whatnot, it's just a different level of production. And so hearing that a lot of you have backgrounds in video and audio, it definitely shows. And then I watched your, um, your blooper reel. And by doing that, by doing that, I saw a lot of the background stuff. Y'all took shots of all the people holding the booms. And, and, and I'm like, holy cow, there's a whole production team behind the camera going on. So no wonder it looks so good. Yeah, we're fortunate to have a lot of stupid friends who don't have anything better to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and they, they, they cheat with it. You know, they'll, it'd be like Chris and, Chris and Casey in a shot. And, you know, Donald and Nikki will be getting it, and then they'll they'll switch, and Donald <laughs> and Nikki are in the shot, and Chris and Casey will go take the camera and stuff like that, so. And, and so what are you doing during that time, Jonathan? Uh, I'm just standing in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> Telling us to hurry up. <laughs> if you haven't noticed, Marty, I mean, Jonathan's the pretty boy. I mean, the man laid in one video, I don't know how long this oh, was. Man. Is that your boxers and underwear in your Halloween <laughs> episode? Just yes. <laughs> and it was even longer <laughs> when we shot it. <laughs> We made sure of that. uh, But, I mean, that's what people I don't think understand in what y'all – you talk about you you have day jobs, but this is a second job that you can put in is just as many hours. I mean, what – let people understand what it takes to make one of your small little bits. I mean, how long is that going on? A bit. Uh, to shoot a bit usually takes about three or four hours if we're – At least. If Mm -hmm. we're – on time? I think we did it one in an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, some of them are longer than others. Yeah, it depends on what the setup yeah. is. But then there's then there's post, you know, yeah. depending on the complexity, they can they can take, you know, hours or days uh, in post. Yeah. So going into 2014, we actually made the the decision to do bet bits less often. We thought um, we have a stockpile now, um, and we noticed sort of an interesting thing where the, the video content that we do more frequently um, doesn't necessarily, it kind of just goes by, you know. I think the we originally thought we needed to do something every week on the same day, appointment viewing, um, and I think what we're going for now is every other week and much higher quality. So hopefully, coming up soon, um, we have some bits that we have shot using the old method, but I think in the near future, bits are going to take longer to shoot than they took before, but yeah. the quality will be much better and they'll be funnier. Hopefully. Yeah, starting with this next batch, we're hopefully going to be able to spend more time on writing uh, improvisation on set and just spending time on set to, to actually get the shots we want as opposed to the shots we need. Because usually we try to do like four bits in a day, and so that and you end up making a lot of compromises. You know, you right. get everybody together in a room and you want to get as much done as you can because you got to come out with, you know, that's your. That's an entire month's worth of bits. So when it comes down to the bits, do, um, do you collaborate on the writing, or do, does one of you come up with an idea and say, "I got this idea. I'll write a bit, present it to you guys"? Or, you know, I'm almost. I'm picturing how. I don't know if y'all ever read how Mighty Python used to do it. They all. They used to break into separate teams. Uh, there'd be two working on something, two working on something, and two people working solo by themselves. Get together, throw all the bits out on the table, and pick which ones were the best. So with, so with y'all generating so many skits and bits, how, how do you go about that process of the writing? Well, I usually get an idea like when we're playing games, if I think of something that I think is funny, I'll just go home and write it and then send it out to people and say, hey, if you guys have any goofs, like any ideas, just add to it. Tell me what you're thinking and then we go from there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm lucky that Donald is usually my first 
like I write something, I have Donald look it over. He's yeah. kind of my writing partner, I guess. I think generally Nikki and I kind of write as a team uh, somewhat, and Casey and Brittany tend to write as a team somewhat. Uh, Chris writes a little bit more on his own just because geographically he's further <laughs> away than the rest of us. And uh, John, Jonathan, uh, he... he um, he just wrote his first bit and that was just him having an idea for a bit and he just he uh he just wrote it and sent it to us and was like is this funny and we were like yes this is funny (laughs) (laughs) and it is funny it'll be a fun one and it's i mean it's intimidating because i mean these guys like they said all you know basically i mean you all went to film school right aside from nikki i went to audio school that's right and i went to i went to business school and i was a film minor and these guys i mean they, they are like, I mean, they're the showrunners and the producers and the writers and the directors. And while I'm, you know, I, my only role really is to act. And, um, you know, it's always so funny. And I read the scripts and I'm cracking up. And I, I'll admit sometimes I have to have them explained why a certain joke is funny when it's pertaining to some board game that I've never played before. But um, <laughs> um, but at the same time, I mean, you know, they're, they're talking about these, you know, Dominion and these Settlers, Settlers of Catan and, and some, you know, that Japanese game that I still can't pronounce. And and I'm like, I'm like, what if we did one on chess and like Clue and remember Jumanji? And so I'm like, I'm like kind of stuck in the 90s with my board games a little bit. So... <laughs> Yeah, Jonathan wrote wrote a bit on sorry. Yeah. It's really funny. But it was like he was like, I got an idea for a bit on sorry. Does anybody else have one? It's like, nope, think you're alone on that one. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. have it. sorry all of yourself. <laughs> well that's hey, I get Jonathan, shoots and ladders is next. Yeah. Don't 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 take no grief on sorry. I take grief over here about sorry. And let me just say it is And it's an, well deserved. No, it's not, Jonathan. <laughs> I'm sticking with you, my man. I mean just it, just think about the vengeance behind it, the ability to send somebody home. With, exactly. Oh, it's just, oh, exactly. Oh, it's, it's power. It's great. <laughs> so, so speaking of games, I know we're on the videos, but you know, you know, we're rolling dice, taking names here. And what games do y'all like? What style mechanic? Give us a little mm. bit of that background before we go continue down this film. I, I'm really curious about that. How much is that real? Uh, well, you know, it's funny because on the show, we're probably more opinionated even than we are in real life in a lot of aspects, um, to a certain degree. I I really like, uh, I have never really played a genre of game I don't like personally, uh, which is sort of boring and lame to say, but my favorite is probably, I like pretty dry Euros, which is like weird, but I don't really care about theme very much. And I actually sort of dislike player interaction, which is like a weird thing to say. Um, I I like games, you know, I mean, I, I, I like war games, I like any type of game I can think of, but if I'm forced to pick a favorite, it's usually stuff like, uh, you know, like Agricola is probably my favorite game. I feel like it's just really clean and straightforward, and I like it a lot. It stresses me out. Um, whereas, like, Chris, when we went into it, he was like, I only like Ameritrash games, I hate Euro games. And that was like his whole angle. Uh, and then as soon as we started playing games together more regularly, he was like, oh, never mind. I like all types of games. <laughs> like, I just played a Euro game I didn't like 10 years ago and decided I didn't like Euro games. Uh, and then, I don't know, Nikki, what, what, what kind of stuff are we into? We play a lot more party games than most people. Yeah, we do. We have a really big group, as you saw in the behind-the-scenes footage with our, uh, with our bloopers and all the people holding booms and stuff. We have a, a bigger-than-average game group, so... We play like Panic on Wall Street, 
and uh, werewolf and games that can support a lot of people. That has a lot of value in our group, probably compared to more uh, compared to a lot of other groups because we have game nights with like twelve or thirteen people at them pretty regularly. It's it's so funny. So as he's over there talking, they got a farm over there. I've seen a dog. A cat and a parrot so far. Yeah, I thought I saw a putty cat. Yeah. yeah. We'll move you over to the fish tank later. Yeah. Oh no, I've seen the fish tank for um the red oct. Uh, oh, yeah. What game was that? Red November. Yeah. Red November. I kept on saying red October, red November. But Nikki, what about you? Uh, it's very important. We did an episode with our wives, and they talked about gaming and everything. I, what about you? I like all sorts of games. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't keep track of uh what types of games are euros. And everything. I just know I don't like one type of game, and that's uh, dexterity games. <laughs> she mumbled to herself. <laughs> Nikki doesn't like dexterity games for some reason. But I like all other games. Yeah, it's weird. Nikki, um, Nikki, Chris, and I tend to really get pretty analytical about games uh, and talk on and on endlessly about them. Um, and Nikki less so. However, Nikki and Chris are both the best at. The best at games uh, in our group, and definitely the two. But I most... couldn't tell you what type of game I'm playing. <clears throat> yeah, it's weird. She doesn't have that strong of an interest in talking about like Stefan Feld or 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 you know, defining the genre of a game. Like, is this a micro game? Let's all wring our hands about it for oh, twenty I know minutes. What a and then she just game and then she just beats you anyway. Yeah. I think. <laughs> So who did we lose track of? Casey, Donald. Casey, and, and well, we know Jonathan likes sorry. So yeah. what else does he like? Covering the sorry. Hey, Jonathan, if you say resistance or anything like that, then I'm going to drum you out of the club of sorry. No, no, okay? no. So. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I guess I'd have to say I like, you know, the party games. I've, I, the most amount of games I've played have been in the last year hanging out with these guys. So, um, I mean, Dominion, since we've started filming, has been my, my favorite, and that's because I didn't always lose. Sometimes I got <laughs> second to last, third to last. Um, you know, I grew up, like, playing Magic the Gathering, but I've just always been bad at board games. <laughs> like, Magic the Gathering, literally, I played it for, you know, a year in middle school, because that's what everyone did, and then somebody challenged me to an actual game where you keep the cards, and, and then he just took my whole deck and I just never played. <laughs> he played you for pink slips yeah yeah and, and actually I asked for a magic deck when I was when I was in middle school and my dad went out and bought me like a trick deck of cards and, had, like, a hat and, a, and I said and I don't know I just it's never been like you know I, it's not like I'm sitting over here playing checkers or chess or anything but I definitely don't play as much as these guys but I mean cards against humanity I don't know if that's uh, a well-liked uh, game or not, but I, I think that one's pretty fun. And a- anything that you can play with a big group of people. And so, Casey, what's your poison? Mm, uh, I kind of, I kind of vary. You know, uh, uh, as as they've said, we we all enjoy party games. I love, love, love Werewolf. Um, and uh, but beyond that, I tend to like things that I can just kind of connect with narratively. I'm, uh, you know, I can start to care about uh, about you know, the, the narrative behind stuff more than anything else, which means uh, I tend to lean toward Ameritrash games more often than not. But that being said, you know, I start to I start to fret pretty hard about my farmer and Agricola, and I just mm-hmm. want him to feed his family and What's work your, out. What is your favorite game? I'm trying to guess. Is it Betrayal on House on the Hill? Is that... That's probably my current favorite. I just love... I feel like, you know, I've, I'm a movie buff, and that one just feels so much like... 
like a schlocky horror movie to me that I just, or it feels like a, a, a dozen. It feels like playing creep show and you just get a different crazy story every time. And, and, um, and I just can't get enough of that. Yeah, it's all about the narrative for Casey. Mm-hmm. I know. So, I know he only likes sports if he knows the backstory. To <laughs> I, 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 I get a lot of crap because I, I cheer, I cheer for sportsmanship. I want everybody to. I want, I want a good game more than anybody else. I don't, I don't care who wins almost any game. I want, I want good goals. Yeah. I want good touchdowns. I, I want slam dunks, you know, and I want I want underdogs to win, and I want the nice guy who who shakes his his opponent's hand. I want that guy. Yeah, to he literally. I'll come in. I would come into work and be like, "Did you catch that game last night?" And like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. But then you know when Dominican Sue got caught having a fake girlfriend, who? Casey was all over that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> talking that was about. Good. The linebacker. The linebacker. Who's the linebacker day. that had a fake girlfriend? I don't follow. I don't follow. Oh, you sports. you missed out. That was a good one. It was it was a good week. Uh, well, Casey, I, I did want to ask you: Have you seen what House on Betrayal in the House of the Hill is going for on eBay thanks to Tabletop? I haven't. I, I haven't kept track of that. I, that I, I avoid that kind of stuff at all costs because I have my I don't want my wallet in, in jeopardy. Well, I understand. I was just looking at it from a standpoint because I mean we had it in our local game store here. Now that's another question I have to ask y'all. But um, and it was fifty dollars. I went on eBay after you know it was filmed on table on tabletop, and they were going from one hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars for used wow. versions. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Come honestly, that doesn't surprise me. But that. Yeah. We bought that. In the, we bought that in the shop. Yeah. So Donald, you guys are trend-setting games that y'all put on your show. You can help drive economy, man. (laughs) (laughs) We had that once. It's a really funny story. Yeah, yeah, that actually is really funny. And, and you kind of mentioned our, our friendly local game store. The one that, that we, uh, one of the, the few that we visit a lot is Common Ground Games uh, off Inwood in Dallas. Yeah, it's probably our um, home base. Yeah, we, we really like those dudes. Uh, they allowed us to shoot a scene from our Halloween episode in their store. Um, and and we, just, we just love their store. And they're just great guys. Um, but one time when I went in there, uh, they... <laughs> they uh, they, as I was leaving, the guy was like, "Oh wait, I forgot to tell you." So I got a call the other day from somebody wanting to buy Fireball Island, and you know, Fireball Island is, is super old and uh, and out of print. It's about as out of print as a game gets these yeah. days. <laughs> and it's also like you know, it's a it's a silly kids game uh, that that's fun, but it, it you know, there's <laughs> it's it's not like the most hardcore game. And um, and he said he got the call, and he goes. Oh, I know why you want this. Uh, no, they had their own copy. They that's what they used in the episode, and so no, it's it's not for sale. And he goes, "Oh, the the guy on the phone went, oh, they made it look so fun." Yeah. <laughs> the only game we managed to look fun. Yeah, yeah it's, fun. it's the out of print, out of print one. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we would love to be able to have a positive influence on on games, uh, but that's that's our only evidence uh, so far, and that was kind of dubious. Well, I've already come up with a variant of Seven Wonders where it's like poker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the internet. Yeah. For those of you watching at home, uh, the intro to our show, if you're unfamiliar, is the opening credits to Roseanne where they play poker. Uh, And just as an extra layer of a joke, we switched it with Seven Wonders cards and uh, coins and stuff. And it took a while for the... So some people on the internet to realize that that was an on-purpose mistake and not right. an accidental mistake. 
That was good. <laughs> so it, what's interesting is hearing about all the games that you play, because when I first started watching your show, the immediate connection I made was with another popular web series from a few years ago uh, that Felicia Day produced, The Guild. And the Guild started the whole process of, of doing a web series around an MMO, video games. And I immediately equated what you guys were doing with, with the hobby game genre as, as creating a series um, around that. So, and I actually had the opportunity at Gen Con 2010 to meet four of the cast members from the Guild. And when I was going through and getting an autograph, I asked them, what games do you play? Only one, one out of four of those people actually play a video game. Huh. And it was kind of disappointing. It's like, wow, you're, you're doing this show and, and none of you play. So I, it's really great to hear that that you guys are actually doing a show about gaming actually do play the games. Cause to me, I would think it'd be easier to write for that. Yeah. It does make it easier to write. And not all of us are super into games, but all of us pretty casually, like when we have big game nights, you know, you'll see people over playing games. It's, um, it definitely makes writing jokes about the games way easier when you play it. But, but then at the same time, uh, maybe similar to the guild, we want the show to still be something that sort of acts as a gateway in that you don't have to know about the game to enjoy the episode, hopefully. The bits are definitely more focused on there for people who like that game. But the the show itself, you know, we, we do try to leave it a little bit open. Yeah, the um, non-board gamer perspective is, is still a very important one to us, for but, sure. But but yeah, we're we're probably we're we're probably uh, majority majority composed of people who are who are way into board games and minority composed of people who enjoy board games. I, don't know. I was actually going to say that uh, that's one thing I actually appreciate about, appreciate about your show. So the thing the guild did well was eventually you got interested in the characters and the MMO or the video game was kind of like what brought them all together. But what was interesting was how they played off against each other in the relationships. And you guys are going right down the same path, which I appreciate. It's like the game is is just kind of the is maybe the focal point of what brings this cast of people together but now we're getting into who these characters are how they relate to one another and i think that's the really interesting part to be honest with you if it was just an episode each week about people playing a different board game i don't think it would be as popular as what it is that's good to hear thank you for saying that i mean we that's definitely something that we uh you know go back and forth about and we get a lot of feedback on either way and we're going to try to, in season two, we think we have a better idea of how to integrate the core ideas of the game into the narrative of the show in a way that I think will, I hate to say this, but make everyone happy, I think. Right. Um, but, but you know, that's that's really good to hear that that, <clears throat> that you get that and, and dig it because, you know, we want the core enthusiast people to to get the little inside jokes that we make and enjoy, you know, somebody says like risk is too French or something. And like, there's nobody on earth who's going to get that joke unless they're just like somebody who's argued about die rolling mechanics on a board game forum or something. But then at the same time, we, we want to, we, you know, just out of selfishness, we want to leave the, leave the door open to, you know, a, a wider audience. And we think that that'll help the board game hobby in the long run. If, if, you know, if we ever, you know, this won't happen, but if we were ever as big as the guild, I mean, hopefully everybody would benefit, you know, hopefully then it would be we'd be able to highlight really special games and stuff with our episodes. Yeah. And in fact, um, I'll I'll admit it. I'm a a TV snob. I'm a TV movie snob. So I like all the critically acclaimed stuff. (laughs) And like like, for example, it really bugs me um, 
and Tony, I'm going to step on your toes. I when know you're going to do said, it. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> when somebody said, oh, I didn't like that episode of The Walking Dead because there was not enough zombies or killing in it. <laughs> and, 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 and people will tell me, I don't want to watch The Walking Dead because it's about zombies. I said, zombies aren't the point of the show. The <laughs> zombies are just the backstory. Yeah. It's the characters. It's the relationships. I said the zombies could have been aliens. It didn't matter really at that point. So that's why I was trying to make that point that you guys do a great job of saying the board game is kind of like there that kind of brought these people together. But now we get to learn about you. I mean, y'all had a big uh, cliffhanger at the end of season one. I'm really curious to see, you know, what what happens there. It was like, wow, I didn't see that coming. Really well done. Now I'm, I'm invested in the characters and not necessarily what game's on the table. And, and you don't know how much I loved the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, uh, oh man! And it was it was hysterical listening to y'all talk about that. And I'm sitting there. That's right. That Leonardo. That's right. You know. And, and, and I'm just like, oh, that is hilarious that, that that they bring that you're bringing in all that. And, and so go ahead and say it, the geek culture from mm-hmm. from from all around. And and that's appreciated. And what people and what you're doing is, hey guys. Board gaming is not geekish. It's social. Bring it together. You can have fun with this. You can, I mean, you know, you can have a Halloween party where you're playing board games. Why not? I mean, it can happen. We, Marty, Marty does it, you know, and we have to dress up in costumes and mine, you know, mine was the, um, you know, the hitchhiker's guide and I came in a bathrobe and I was done. (laughs) Smart man. Yeah. Well, Tony, if you, if you like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, then I'm sure you're going to love the new Michael Bay movie coming out. Oh, gosh. Not. Looks great. God, that looks crazy. <laughs> there, there, there's going to be a lot of explosions. I can guarantee you that. That's about all I can guarantee. I will say that I'm kind of expo- I'm kind of excited about the train wreck that that movie is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I'm a person who like, especially as somebody who wants to make movies and make TV shows. Like, I'm a person who who just eats that stuff up. Like, a, the worst thing a movie or TV show can be to me is, is middle ground, like, kind of mediocre. Like, I want it to be really bad or I want it to be really good because, you know, mediocre doesn't do anything for me. Sharknado? Yeah. Sharknado. I haven't seen it, actually. Good but, to see. Oh, you've got to see Sharknado. Good to, Come good on. to see uh, Tara, Tara, what's her name? Tara Reed, make it back. <laughs> it's great. It's Tara Reed, the dad from Home Alone. <laughs> And the guy from 90210 or something? I don't know. But. Oh, that's right. Luke Perry? Was he in it? Who I, I don't know. It's one Luke of those Perry guys. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'll watch that. Oh, it's, it's, it's great. No real backstories there. That is, there's just a Sharknado, and that's that's. That sounds it. really dangerous. I hope people are right. I got a spoiler. <laughs> it was so funny at the Dragon Con this past year. I saw two people dressing up as Sharknado. It was brilliant. <laughs> two people. <laughs> awesome. I bet that one dude hated that other dude. <laughs> it was like, Everybody was getting pictures. It, it was funny because it just came out. And so one lady was dressed up like she was in the middle of a tornado. And there were little toy sharks coming out of the top of it. It was awesome. That's great. That's great. So back to back to the video. So you take turns of uh, videoing, writing, doing all this the stuff. Um, I guess when I watched your credits, I, I was amazed. Everybody has a part in this, and is it just everybody just jumps in? I know you said we do that with the writing, but is it okay? Who's going to direct? Who's going to do this? Do you have? Do you have it all set out beforehand, or is it just kind of like, okay, this is what we're going to do? They actually just pull names out of a hat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. yeah. One kidding. time they made me do camera by myself. It yeah. was 
scary. Yeah. No, usually the writer is the director unless they don't want it beforehand. Yeah, give it to somebody else. There's and been a few cases of that. Not many, but usually if you write yeah. something, you get first dibs on whether you want to direct it. Yeah, like I had Don. I wrote Bananagrams. Had Donald direct it because I don't. I. I can't be in a scene and direct at the same time. She turns to a mirror and talks to herself. Yes, directs it's herself. very disturbed. But yeah, we, we, yeah, with the the whole thing, you know, Nikki, it, for us, it's sort of based on, um, it's based on an urge and a want to do it, I think, mostly with us. Uh, you know, typically, everybody in our group of friends is welcome to work on the show, and that has been the format thus far. Um, and the most active people tend to be the ones who are the most excited about the show, and it kind of trickles down from there where we have friends who just aren't that interested in it and they just don't work on the show, and it's totally fine. Um, and so, you know, from that perspective, you know, Nikki, for example, uh, you know, we all work in the entertainment industry or whatever, and Nikki works in a doctor's office, um, but she came up with a lot of really good jokes when we were writing the first episode. Um, mm -hmm. To the point where, you know, I think it was Chris suggested that Nikki just write an episode and she she wrote some really good stuff. She ended up writing probably the majority of the bits we've shot and um, half of the Halloween episode. And she from there, you know, directed a lot of that content with no background and any of that stuff whatsoever. Uh, and it's just was, you know, we, we try to hold each other's hands through. I mean, I don't have a background in video, but everybody's usually pretty patient with me when I don't understand why a camera angle won't work. Uh, or you know, a certain lens isn't the right choice for a shot. Um, you know, I'll you know so and you know, same goes you know with me and our producer Kellen, our sound guys, and we we do our best to try to help explain to people like why certain things are you know will be damaging to the sound of the show or whatever. And then other times you just get in a rush and you just have to do something crazy and just sort of accept the, accept the consequences. So anyone in film school listening, just remember, you don't have to go to film school. Yeah, just have a friend who went to film school. <laughs> oh, well, the, the other reason why you're on the show, and once again, thanks for coming on, is this Kickstarter you got going, and congratulations on your funding. You're, you're funded, so Thank that is so outstanding. Much. Appreciate it. Um, and I don't know if you got kick tracker going, what you're going, if you're going to peak that, um, what was it, Marty, um, uh, bones to the 3 million mark or something like that. I don't know if you're all going there. <laughs> yeah. Right away. Yeah. So, so let's, let's, let's transition and talk about the Kickstarter for, for a minute. Cause I know that's, that's a, a really big deal. It's going on, uh, right now. And, um, you know, so you guys have, have made, um, season one, done some news and some bits so everybody's probably asking well they did all that for free why are they asking for money now yeah. and you would say what we would say is is we did all that for free because we wanted to uh from the beginning we wanted to not be something that was doing a kickstarter uh based on an empty promise we wanted to be able to do something and prove that we could do it we could do it well we could do it just as good as anybody else on the internet um but in order to do that, we, with no money, we had to make a season of the show, which is a lot, a lot, a lot of work, uh, based entirely off of pulling favors from our friends and coworkers uh, who all, you know, do this stuff professionally or own really expensive gear and equipment that they let us use. And, uh, you know, to them and everybody around us, we showed that we could do it and that it was something that there was something of an audience for. And now what we're hoping to do is maybe be... Uh, a little more independent and be able to like for example you know uh you know pay an actor who 
would you know fly in from LA to help us out or mm-hmm. you know be able to and get stuff that would just make the show better and shoot it faster by owning and having our hands on more and better gear so that it's something that you know it doesn't take as much time so it's not a so it's less of a part-time job and right. at the same time it's also better because we're able to shoot faster and Let's, like yeah our our goal uh you know our funding goal which we have luckily met um uh as well as our push goals uh, you know we have everything heavily mapped out well beyond what we will likely you know achieve by the end of the kickstarter with the with just list of equipment and other expenses that we're going to be spending on so like our main goal um is to is to get uh get equipment that will allow us to shoot better faster more efficient and be able to just make our content better because we'll we're less focusing on our constraints and our limitations um and things like that um and then and then as donald said you know uh flying people in and and having fun guest stars and just having fun surprises for for the viewers and also you know hopefully you know when we made their our, our goal the the goal for the kickstarter was basically the bare minimum of things that would really make our lives so much better mm-hmm. um but that content. obviously is a very low number as far as a production a video production goes uh, in the industry so hopefully people realize that those push goals aren't just there for for fun stuff like special guest stars and all that but because there's a lot of other stuff we could use to make the shoots just faster yeah a minuscule amount of that will go to to guest stars and 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 things like that i mean it's all it's all going to be equipment to make the show better and what's and you know that that stuff is fun and hopefully incentivizes people and we have you know like uh you know we have we have a lot of fun shooting the show but it's a ton of work and if if we set if we spend you know a whole weekend shooting that is usually you know for a regular episode you know a third of an episode you know so if you do you know if you do six episodes and one of them's and one of them's uh one of them's uh sorry i just blanked if one of them's you know one of those episodes was a 30 minute episode this is twice the length, you know, that none of that includes special effects or time right. in editing or mixing and sound and all this. It's just, it's months and months of work. And hopefully by getting the gear to shoot the show faster, we can spend more of that time making the show better rather yeah. than spending On that creative time. rather than logistics. Right, exactly. We'd rather write more, spend that time writing jokes and coming up with stuff on set. Because a lot of the time, you know, episode three was shot almost entirely one take. Um, wow. And that was just, I mean, not one take in a row but you know every time we would go it'd be like okay say your line cool next because there just wasn't any time um and so you know hopefully we can get to a situation where we're where we have the gear and equipment to to shoot the show more efficiently so that we can sit there and like try different jokes out and and play with things more often because that's when our best stuff happens usually is when we have time to sort of play with it Plus, we want to get Michael Bay to direct an episode. Oh man, I heard he's going to give us With all lots nostrils. of explosions. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's like eighty percent of the funding. Yeah, it's actually mostly <laughs> Michael Bay pirates. Yeah, it's eighty percent goes to Michael Bay, and then twenty percent goes to Megan Fox, and then thirty percent goes to Shia LaBeouf, which is a steal because he's not famous anymore. Yeah, no, that is. A steal. <laughs> and then you can have J.J. Uh, Abrams shoot one episode and just do a bunch of lens flares all yeah, over the right. place. It'll just be all fogged out. You can't see a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you, you mentioned guest stars, and so I just want to know, how does Rich Sommer feel knowing he's the cheapest stretch goal <laughs> guest star of your three? We talked to him about that, I think, didn't we? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah, no, 
what it comes down to is we were we were lucky enough to meet Rich, meet Rich at uh, BGGCon in Dallas in November, and um, as it turns out, that guy's just awesome, and he cares a whole lot about the hobby, and and somehow we tricked him into thinking that we're a good thing for it. So he uh, so he is is eager and willing to to help us out in any way that he can, um, which which is astounding because obviously we're all uh, we all love that dude's work. Um, and and it's just you know we we're extremely excited about the prospect of being able to have him on the show. Yeah. So like when you you get into like what his push goal level is for us, it was uh, it was just like oh we have to have him on the show. Oh. Right. Yeah. I mean <laughs> we would hate ourselves forever. <laughs> yeah. A lot of that is also selfish desire of just like we gotta have him on the show just because like you know we're not gonna have the the chance to work with with somebody of that of that caliber very often and uh and very selfishly i just want to be in a scene with rich summer yeah Yeah. (laughs) and and for those who don't know who rich summer is again i said i was a tv snob he plays a character on the critically acclaimed (laughs) emmy award winning (laughs) golden globe winning mad men Which I have been watching since episode one. I was not a and Johnny come late with that show, <laughs> so thank you. Um, but anyway, he plays a character, Harry Crane. Mm-hmm. Harry Crane, yeah, on that show. Yeah. And uh, but in addition to that, come to find out, he is a huge board gamer. Huge. And I actually found out about a couple years ago when he was doing an, um, videos. It was was it on Nerdist? There was some series of videos he was doing about board games. And that's when I first found out about him. And then he started showing up on Tabletop and uh, doing things with Felicia Day and Will Wheaton. And then I heard he got to come to BGGCon, yeah. which I guess is where you guys met. Yeah, him. and he, and he just, just goes there him. as a casual, like he goes there to play games. Like he's not there to, he's not there to, to be Rich Sommer and, and rub, rub elbows and meet fans and stuff. He, he goes there because they have a huge game library and he wants to, he wants to play the games. Yeah. Um, and I just can't wait to, to ha- have him walk on our quote unquote sets and, and cool. look at our three lights <laughs> and then yeah, yeah. sit in front of our camera while, while we adjust it and then come sit in the scene with him. Uh, because I'm sure that's exactly how Mad Men yeah. is shot. And f- the other, the flip side of all that, by the way, is, you know, our most expensive push goal, um, uh, Lisa Foyles. Uh, I've worked with her in the past, and she's really sweet, and she's uh, she's really nice, and she's also uh, really good at social media stuff and all that. And so we kind of also selfishly made her an expensive one because we knew that homegirl could push it. Uh, yeah, she could, could push it. Drive her real she, good. Could, she could. She could. She could work it for thirty days, you know what I mean, and not and not uh, and not rest on her laurels. So she's been doing a great job, sort of tweeting about the show and, and getting it out there. Uh, but we we want all those people on there. It's one right. of those things too with 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 push goals where yeah, Troy Baker's awesome too. Yeah, I mean, I mean what do you just, yeah. that just kind of fell in our laps and it was like, well, yeah, I want to work sure. with Troy Baker. That guy's we need awesome. to get Roseanne. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if the people listening know who Troy Baker is exactly, if the people in the board game community, but uh, the video game Bioshock Infinite, he does the voice of the main character in that video game. And Last of Us. The, also The Last of Us. He's now the voice of the Joker. Yeah, um, the newest he's an Batman. amazing yep, voice Wardens. actor uh, and really nice guy. And he just happens to know my boss, Chris Sabat, who while we were like last minute while we were putting the Kickstarter together, just texted. He was just sitting next to me at work and was like texting and went, Hey, Troy Baker's going to be on your show next season. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll try to work that out then. Hopefully we can do that. 
Now, I, I do want to talk about some of the goals here because, you know, people may not understand, you know, especially if, Marty, if we have $5,000, we would be so down there um, having Donald GM for us. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, that'd be awesome. Um, but, you know, you've got the various levels. Um, you can help, help them out, of course. You start out with the $1, $10. And then you keep saying equals includes level a make sure because some people and I'll, I'll admit it you know kickstarter even though i had to change my password recently it, th- w- explain what the, what they're getting when they go to the various levels make sure that that's pretty clear because some of these goals can be very confusing to people when they're mm-hmm. going through this mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I mean, like you get you, you get the micro game at 10 all right very good Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at the at the bottom level, you know, we're going to keep you updated, not just about the Kickstarter, but about the production of the show as we make season two. Uh, and you also get a survey about we have we have some things that we're not 100% sure what people prefer or not. We have a little survey that hopefully people be willing to s- fill out and tell us how much they hate Flankerin or how much they love Flankerin. <laughs> and... Um, and then we can kind of, you know, in the ten at the ten dollar level, we tried to put something cool that we didn't have to ship there. So we talked to uh, some fellas that we know who are uh, pretty pretty well respected uh, board game peoples, uh, and uh, the the project game guys made a game based on the show for us, and, and that's in a Dropbox along with behind the scenes stuff and some other goodies. And then uh, you know from there it goes into like you get an exclusive bit. At the uh, at the twenty five dollar level, and hopefully uh, we haven't done a great job of communicating this, and hopefully we'll get better at it. But you get one exclusive bit; you won't see it anywhere else. There's a password to watch it, which is you know for those who aren't familiar with the show, our, our two to three minute game specific uh, joke driven sketches, comedy sketches, um, and then you know for every threshold we'll reach on our social media push goals, that just gets bigger and bigger, more and more. Um, more and more bits that you get for your for your money so hopefully hopefully that works out well for people and then above there you know we have t-shirts dvds and all that but you get the stuff below it too we didn't want to do a kickstarter where you kind of have to make a lot of a lot of like choices you know what i mean uh I, I, that kind of bums me out when you look at a kickstarter and it's like well i could get the shirt but i'd also have to well yeah then i won't get this you know yeah, and the reason why I bring that up, Donald, is because you, you look at these things and I don't know, in today's time people don't read everything. Mm-hmm. And so they don't they may not say, Hey, if I had to back you at twenty five, all I'm gonna get is this one bit. No, you get the survey, you get the print and play game, you get the exclusive bit, go to the forty, you get everything above it, plus the T shirt, you know. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, well Tony, you know where at the bottom of that where it says includes level A and B, <laughs> includes level I, A, I know B, that, Marty, and C. But what I'm Can you not figure that out? I'm just saying people don't read that kind of stuff. That's you're right. that's you're right. The we've point. had a lot of people ask us about it, so you're totally right. And you know, we, we tried to make the <laughs> we've tried to make the hundred dollar level uh very uh sort of value driven. We're actually working on a deal right now uh with somebody to add something pretty cool to the hundred dollar level. And um, so you get kind of everything at that point. Yeah, um, that, that's when that's a great value. You just get all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, and then um, and then you know, past that, it gets the the levels are a little more uh, a little more sort of special and 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 sort of limited sort of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, they all include the stuff below it and uh, special special thanks on everything we do basically in the next year uh, and all sorts of other stuff, but. 
you know, we have we have the chance for people to come play games with us if that's what they want to do, or us to come play with the games with them if that's what they want to do. I think a fun one that not a lot of people have been on is uh, coming on the show as a character. Um, yeah. Which, man, mm-hmm. we'll have a blast meeting people and, mm-hmm. and trying to write characters for strangers. I think we'll do some really cool, crazy stuff with that. Um, so far, the only person who's jumped at that, surprisingly, is my dad, of all people. <laughs> uh, which would sound like, oh, that'll be boring until you realize that my dad has a mohawk with a bullseye tattooed on the side of his head. <laughs> it's, a pretty, it's, a pretty inter- nice. it's a pretty interesting dude. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to think of something to do with him. And then, uh, you know, we have a level where you can pick what you want us to make a bit about. You basically are just buying a bit, you know, product placement style, which hopefully will be cool for somebody who's got a Kickstarter they want to give a different kind of video content to or something like that. And I don't know, we're open to a lot of ideas. So hopefully, hopefully if anybody has any other ways they'd want to give us money, they'll just come to us and tell us how they'd like to give it to us. (laughs) We'll work it out. Yeah, okay, here's the deal. Let's go back to Rich Sommer. So I have an idea. (laughs) Here's what you need to do. See if Rich can get John Hamm to come (laughs) in and do a cameo as like a pizza delivery guy and then have Brittany and Christina Hendricks get into a cat fight. That sounds great. That would be so ridiculous. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's funny too because I already have that written out in fan fiction, so all we need to do is adapt it. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I will tell you guys, of everything we're excited about for season two, the Rich Sommer episode, if we can get it, that that and the Troy Baker episode, actually all the special guest episodes, surprisingly, yeah. but the Rich Sommer one especially is, I think, already really hilarious as an outline. None of it's written yet, but we did some outlines and it's yeah. it's going to yeah, be Yeah, we're pretty fun. excited about that one. Will he be playing himself or as uh, a character? Like we're going to tell you that. Come on. <laughs> Come on. It's just between us. I won't tell anybody. Put this He's on actually going to play Harry Crane from Mad Men. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get sued. Time machine. Time yeah. machine episode. <laughs> Coming with the cigarette. Yeah. yeah. You can't smoke no, in here. I, I would be interested in what the... Um, <laughs> What the show's going to be for these, you know, Halloween? Are we going to try to do a Christmas? Everybody dress up in elves. I, yeah. I, I hope you. I hope you get that stretch goal because that'll be. Uh, that'd be an interesting one to see. Us too. The Halloween episode was the most work of any episode we did, so we decided to make another one a, spe- a, a push goal. But oh man, is uh, was it fun to make? Yeah, and we loved making that one. I think it's our best episode yeah, too. We're all really you guys happy about that. that one. You're like fans of that one. Yeah, yeah we we've. That that's that's probably the episode that we were all kind of like across the board firing on all cylinders and and put our best work you know in in writing repro production post you know that we everything just kind of man was it hard to make yeah it's so fun because there's so many people that that like they said that touch touch you know touch this thing from pre-production to filming to production and I mean like I already stated you know I don't edit or any of that stuff so i'm i mean i remember the first time i actually watched an episode and you know i was i was a big fan of the show just from i'd be like oh yeah that's me but other than that <laughs> it's like get, get that guy out of there but you know it's just it's fun to like i, I don't know i can only speak for myself because i don't yeah. watch as much but i mean i will i will agree with you guys when i say that i think the production value is is pretty awesome on the show and i have i have a lot of friends that that watch it that don't play any board games and you know, I, I tell these guys all the time, they'll come up and be like, dude, that show is really good. And they just notice the quality. Like you said, is the first thing they notice. 
Yeah, that's cool to hear. And I mean, we we I envied your position not seeing kind the, the ingredients. You know, you get to like act in it and be on set, and then like be away from it from a little bit. Yeah, we get so close to it that it's a problem. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I, if I direct something, I'll give so many notes on it that by the time it's done, I don't even know what it is anymore. It's just kind of <laughs> like, I think that that's what I wanted. Yes, cool, it's done. <laughs> Next. Like, it's hard to tell if a joke's funny the 5,000th time you've heard it. You yeah. Know? Like, was it funnier? Well, no, it's the subtlety. I mean, just when I first, when I had to go back and replay it, the dog is Fred. I'm loving it. <laughs> Oh, thank you for noticing that. He had a wig with the little jerk one to keep it on. He kept shaking his head. Yeah. Oh, maybe so much. He wouldn't wear the wig. He had a blonde wig. But I was just like, that's incredible. I was like that. And now that I've seen the cat go across the video, I'm waiting for, you know, what, who knows what you're going to do with that. That is just funny. It's, it's, it's funny because, uh, there's so many little things that we put hours and hours and hours of work into that no one ever mentions to us (laughs) that we think just goes out into a vacuum of the internet. And then other things that like you were surprised that people latch on to, you know, I mean, there's little tiny details in the show that I think there are microscopic details that people <laughs> pick up on that just astound me. It's like, I honestly didn't expect anybody to ever, ever see that. Yeah. And the fact that you did makes me so happy. No, well, I mean, that's, that's the brilliance of it. Right. And now that you've said that, I think, I think people need to know that look for the, I guess, Easter eggs, you know, look for the little subtleties and stuff. I mean, uh, I don't know if y'all watch the show Community. That's what I love about yes. that show. There's little things they drop all the time. Yes. That y- y'all yeah, like, like the to watch it twice thing. to pick up everything. Yes, yeah. And the and the little homage, is how you say it, mm-hmm. they give to all these other shows and movies mm-hmm. that you kind of got. Like, so, so, yeah, it's the same thing with you guys. That, that's, just, that's just great. Yeah, we go for that, definitely. And that's something that hopefully in coming seasons, you know, will we'll we'll pay off because, yeah. because there's stuff that we, we try to – sort of see you know just like community to sow the seeds for something in season one that's just us being stupid and go if we get to season six this will be hilarious right right yeah there's something <laughs> fxx here we come yeah. yeah i mean i think one thing i know and this is i mean one of the first things casey and i you know like that moment you realize you're friend, you're going to be friends with someone when i think we're bonding over arrest development mm-hmm. and uh everybody here is a huge arrest development fan we actually had an arrest developer they had an arrest development uh watching party before season four came out and you guys actually watched every single episode <laughs> oh, I, oh, I left yeah. that was, was such a bad idea. But you guys stayed up to like 6 a.m like a, like a middle school sleepover <laughs> Um, but I, but one of my favorite shows, or one of my favorite things about that show, is those little tiny jokes. You know, I mean, I've watched that. I've watched that series probably twenty times through, and I watched something from the first episode that is speaking to the last episode, forty-eight episodes yep. later. And I just know that these guys have that that gift in their writing, and I and I see them do it, and it's just hilarious. Of like these little little tiny jokes and you're like you know i don't it's just funny like i see them you know i'm on set with them and they're like oh god it'd be so funny if we said this line and then it makes it in and it's such a tiny little joke and then i just see some youtuber go hey hey, that was funny and i just could i just picture them like reading that comment just being so happy yes one guy got it speaking of improv i gotta ask was the line did he poop? Was that improv or did you write that? That was improv. That was that, improv. Yeah, we were just throwing stuff out on set, and uh, and yeah, I, I think it I took to... a thousand tries to get it right. It yeah, took literally 
I mean, it had to have been 80 takes. I mean, it yeah, was we insane. threw it out to Ashley, and then uh, we threw out the did he poop to Ashley, and then uh, and then I think she it started with her saying he pooped, and then no, I, I I was I think I I was like. Oh, that'd be funny if you asked it about about if you poop because dead bodies sometimes. Oh poop. no, I um, think that I said. Oh, I think Nikki no, said it, and uh, <laughs> and then but but then Ashley Ashley made it ten thousand times funnier because she came up with her own response. Oh right, to it. right, right, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so my my you know my line was was stupid and childish, and then she made it hysterical with her like straight response. Yeah, and Ash Ash, uh, we sort of did her a disservice by having her be a straight man in the first season, but she. Is on another web series called Hey Ash, What You Playing, which is ten times funnier than ours, um, and it's she's she's a hysterical person, and we're really hoping to have her in the season more next year because she's a she is a person who we do have to buy plane tickets from L.A. whenever we want her to be on the show, mm-hmm. but um, she's she's amazing and really funny, and and luckily we were able to use her as a crutch in her scenes where her character in the script had zero jokes. So whenever we'd be on set with Ash, we realized that her character was sort of a stick in the mud. So we'd go, uh, and then say something funny here. And then she would just say <laughs> something funny. It's like, oh, that's easy. So you just put that in and take that out. All right. I'll... Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's so funny. It's not necessarily the line, did he poop? It was the delivery that just had me. The way he put his fingers to his <laughs> mouth and the way he looked, I thought that, it, that was what was so funny to me. Like, all of a sudden, just... Did he poop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the line itself is so stupid, but but they they hammered it the melodrama. Uh, yeah, perfect. And uh, and yeah, as we said, like it, it took. I mean, literally, probably twenty minutes of rolling to get through it uh, yeah. to finally have a usable. Yeah, I mean that's just immaturity in its most serious form. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so so t- speaking of that, do any of you guys have backgrounds in acting? Uh. I was in drama club in high school. Yeah, I was in drama club in high school too. Uh, Jonathan, you you did a little I mean, bit. I mean, yeah, I'd right? feel like a real jerk if I said I had an acting background, but I mean, I you know acted in anything I could from age five to college. I was actually a theater minor um, and did you know I remember I did like a Greek tragedy and like mm-hmm. some some more serious serious stuff, and I got into um, you know just little side parts in uh, in student films in college. I went to the University of Denver. And uh, it was kind of about halfway through where I realized I want to actually be on the other side of the camera. And uh, I, I still like to act. You know, I do the, that like podcast at work and stuff. But um, I, I started realizing that the actual production of the film and the writing and stuff was was more fun. So yeah. I played I played Juliet in a uh, fifth grade play of Romeo and Juliet. Did you really? I'm not kidding at all. I've never wow. told you guys that, but that is true. <laughs> wow, I was Mark Antony and Julius Caesar in sixth grade. Wow. So that's basically the same yeah, Mark thing. Anthony? Much bigger part. J-Lo's husband? Yeah, J-Lo's husband. Yeah, we, uh, Ash is a professional actress for sure. <laughs> yes. uh, she's, God, she's really good. She makes the rest of us look stupid. The little girl in the Halloween episode is an actress. Uh, she's very good. Yeah, she made us look Really than <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember like messing up my lines in front of her. I'm like, oh man, I'm embarrassing myself. <laughs> yeah, that girl massacred us <laughs> on set. She just was like, oh, I'm ready to roll. What are you doing? She's, She's like, like, what do you mean you didn't memorize your lines? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah. She was literally like, it's your line. You're supposed to say this. Like, ah, ah. Uh, she's great, uh, Tara. She's she's amazing. And then uh, my boss, Chris Sabat, who plays Sticky Chris on the show is a professional actor. He's a voice actor. He doesn't get to do a lot of on-screen stuff, so he relishes the chance to be on camera and just make a fool of himself. Yeah, he makes crazy sacrifices, like shaving horseshoe baldness into his head. Yeah, we did a bit coming up where he was supposed to play Casey's dad, 
and uh, he shaved the top of his head so that he would be more bald just on the top, but not on the sides. Wow. Yeah, because he's crazy, and he's and like, he's, I need to look older. And he's kind of an anime, like, god. Yeah, he's, yeah he's really big in the anime world. Well, he's more a Super Saiyan than a god. Sorry, yeah. I don't, yeah. <laughs> the, well, the reason why I ask is because y'all are all so natural in front of the camera. <laughs> Seriously. You're crazy. It took some, it took some rehearsals, I think. <laughs> I, I I mean the way the way you deliver your lines and stuff it doesn't look like you're acting. You know how you can see bad acting and it looks like they're acting. You guys don't do that. And I, I just pre- appreciate. <laughs> I mean, nice we appreciate you saying that and find it hard to believe, frankly. Yeah, that's nice to hear. <laughs> I, I'm particularly bad. I think uh, I we make a lot of jokes about how I act on the show. However, I do have the benefit of playing a character who sort of is big, so I can kind of get away with it. Casey's kind of in the same boat. Where you can kind of yeah. lean on that crutch yeah, a little Yeah, if I, if, when in doubt, just be broad. <laughs> yeah, whereas uh, I think Chris, Chris, Brittany, and Jonathan all do a really yeah, good job. Jonathan that. does, like, the best facial reactions in the business for my money. And then... Uh, and which then, is no uh, money. And then, which is zero money. <laughs> and then uh, Nikki is, uh, is, is really bad. And there's just no... <laughs> <laughs> hey, but uh, if you want to say bad, I can point you to a couple um, oh my YouTube gosh, videos. Tony. And no, I'm kidding. So what were you saying, John? Uh, I was just going to say, I will say, well, to the earlier point that I think it helps that, um, you know, I'm the, I'm the new new guy in the block. But these guys have all known each other for a long time. And I think it, it's got to help to act with your friends. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, that's got to take... Because, I, I mean, I even noticed in episode one, or I, sh- I should say, I, I noticed maybe episode two and especially three, where I just felt like the acting got better. Yeah. And, it, and like, Donald, I know, was nervous in the beginning, and all of a sudden, he just started... And I mean, we talked, you know, it's not obviously... That's not how you are in real life, but you started throwing in more of your personality. Right. And, it, I mean... As a as a viewer, Donald's my favorite on the show, and and I think it's probably also because I know Donald, and I just think like the the way he talks and just the like way you say stupid things, like you said on your last podcast. Yeah, like, yeah, we add weird wrinkles to characters as we go. Like we realized that in real life, I say things in a weird way. Yeah, I remember I would, having to tell you that, like, oh no, don't not say it like you idiot. Yeah, like in the Catan bit, I think is the first time it happens where I did it as a joke, and Casey made me actually do it, where I said like. Like, uh, I say, I'm going to take the wool and make a jacket out of it. Just how I talk in real life because of the way that you act. Yeah, yeah the way we, stifle that. Yeah, no, when no, we no. play games in yeah. real life, I just do that when we play games. Like, I'm going to get myself some copper <laughs> to, to annoy everyone at the table, which turned into how my character talks. Like, I know, and, I, and I'm on the phone with, like, my mom, and I'm like, I just got to stop by and get some Wendy's. She's like, why are you talking like that? So I just hang out with Donald. <laughs> Wow. All right, so I'm a big music buff. Who does the music for you? Mostly a fella named Andrew Manson, who is partially the character that the, the human yeah. that Jonathan's character is based on. He's uh, also briefly in the show, in the show. As, as Jonathan's, like... Uh, boyfriend. Yeah, boyfriend that's that's casually mentioned here and there that we see, I think, in episode two. Yeah, he plays and, Bruce and in the show. Bit. Bruce in the bit, yeah. And he, uh, he, he does most of our music, and I do a little bit. Uh, mostly it's Andrew, and then I do a tad of it. Well, it's it's good. Um, 
I'm, I play in a band and stuff, so it's one of those things I kind of kind of sticks out to me is music and stuff. I mean, you, you, you guys just do it all, don't you? I, I don't even see how you have time to do this show with having full time jobs. You don't. You never get to play. You never get to play games, do nope. you? No, nope. not really. Yeah, sadly, it, when we're when we're in the thick of shooting, it it, it is pretty rare that yeah. we have to sit down and play games. But we. Uh, you know, it, it helps that, like, at least in my instance, it's nice because my boss is on the show, uh, and he's an executive producer of the show, so literally, if I'm at work and there's nothing else to be doing, I can just mix an episode of Board of Life, and it's not really a big deal. And also, you guys all stay up super late working on it. I know, yeah, like, I go to bed sleep. like a normal person, and I wake up, and there are 20 emails from you guys. I mean, if I could get my fiancé on the show, then I'd... I'd be here all the time too. You know, they've got their significant others that act on the show. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but yeah, we. I guess Nikki brings up a good point in that we do also have a, a higher percentage of insomniacs on our show than probably a lot of stuff. So <laughs> we're able to do you know eighteen or nineteen hour days uh, a little more comfortably wow. than some people. Only when it's like crunch time. But there's been a few things. I mean, there's one thing we did. Um, the first thing we did was like the day before Dominion or the day Dominion Guilds came out. We were very, mm. very, uh, very insistent that we recorded uh, unboxing and review that like basically no one watched. But we thought like it's got to be the day it comes out and then people will care. People and watched that. A few. But, but we uh, I mean, we were we were. Yeah, that was oh. after a long day of shooting. That was a long day of shooting. I mean, I think Donald and I were shooting that until like 3, 3.30. Yeah, we shot that till 3, 3.30 in the morning, and then Casey edited it basically all night, and then I got up the next morning at like 5 in the morning and mixed it as fast as I could so that we could put it out at like 9 or 10 a.m., you know, and, and stuff like that, um, you know, is only possible when you're an idiot. And luckily, <laughs> we're idiots. <laughs> no, pe- people, that's dedication. That's what you're getting in this Kickstarter. So go out there and put some money behind it, all right? <laughs> Let's go with that. Thanks for selling it for us. Yeah. We're sitting here saying it's stupid and calling ourselves idiots. Yeah. <laughs> John Ham, John Ham, and Michael Bay, season mm-hmm. two. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Nice. But um, uh, I will transition over to the other fun side of it. I am so jealous. BGG Con because it's right there in your backyard. Yeah. Right. To, get, give us a little. That's on Marty and I. We, we've got a few big cons on our bucket list someday we'll hope to get across to germany but bgg cons on there tell us a little bit about it um for those who've not made it there and want to live through you geeks know how to party yeah man they do we we were honestly surprised we uh yeah so it was all of our first times at bgg con and it's really awesome it's it's very much a, a player's convention and i've i'd been to like I used to work at a place that does anime. I, I I went to a couple anime conventions for for my job to shoot video and and you know so I had certain expectations. But uh, but BGG Con was was so much fun and we decided to throw a party um, just to kind of like get people to get to know us better, uh, meet us meet us in person or hear about the show for the first time. And um, and so we invited a lot of the the publishers and and critics and random people of uh, you know just random players that we talk to yeah uh, it would be like we would invite any like critics or publishers or anybody cool that we talked to from the industry or mm-hmm. anyone who came up to us and said they liked the show got to come <laughs> right. to our party <laughs> right yeah and then uh and and to be totally honest uh because a lot of us are like this it's not a it's not a judgmental thing but uh we we expected a party full of awkward people just because we're awkward and <laughs> and uh and you know it's a it's a convention of people uh who have you know a die hard love for for um 
for you know like a geeky love a lot of times for for a, a pretty hardcore hobby and um but we were we were surprised at how much how much like fun we had how much yeah. outgoing people there were yeah. how much how, how many like you know young people older people just it was it was a huge variety it was what's, a lot of fun what's amazing about bgg con to me is is coming from having not gone to one and we have a pretty big gaming group so i've never been personally for want of of people to play board games with we usually have too many people to play board games with is our problem but um going to bgg con was really neat and exciting because you know like i said my boss works in anime he's a voice actor and he uh has always sort of given me a certain impression of the type of people uh who you might run into uh but bgg con taught me that actually board gaming geeks are Super social. When you think about it, it makes total sense because that's the nature of the hobby, right? Like we all sit around a table and look each other in the eye and talk to each mm-hmm. other. It's not like a solitary thing where we yell at each other on the internet like other geeky hobbies. So what's amazing is is you go there and people are just amazingly friendly and you can just put up a sign and a stranger will come and teach you how to play a game. Yeah, uh, play games you know. with strangers all day long. Yeah, I mean, that was my favorite moments was yeah. when a guy a guy would just come up to us and go, hey, this is this game called Sail to India. Have you ever played it? And we go, no, is it good? He's like, I haven't ever played it either. You want to sit down and learn it with me? And we go, yeah, we have some time to kill. Let's do it. And like those moments were amazing. They weren't awkward at all. They were really fun. Everyone was really nice and smart and funny. Even the people who we met who clearly hated the show were really nice. You know, like there was only like, I mean, there was really no huge awkward moments or anything bad. And then afterward, they all partied till 5.30 in the morning. 5.30 uh, in the morning. Gosh. Uh, yeah, no made... one wanted to play Sorry with me, though. No. Let me know, Jonathan. I'm there for you, buddy. I'm next there. year, next year. Yeah, we did. We did have a party uh, in our suite. Um, our one of our producers, he likes to party more than he's interested in board games. He's like, if you guys are gonna have a party, we're gonna do it right. <laughs> so he hired a bartender and he had an open bar and spent like seven hundred dollars on alcohol because yeah. it's crazy. Which is insane. Which is crazy. Casey and I don't drink, and Nikki barely does. I do. <laughs> Jonathan took care of it. <laughs> that was a blast. But we. Uh, but but we had you know that place. He he rented three suites connected because he's crazy. And it was packed full of people. It was sweaty. Mm-hmm. It was loud. And everybody was just having a good time. They were there until 5.30 in the yeah, morning. Yeah, and I literally had to herd them out like cattle. Yeah. I took uh, a nap and woke up, and they are still playing. <laughs> <laughs> we played two rooms in a boom with, like, an insane amount of people in a tiny space. It was it was a blast. Well, I, just, I just said, who wants to play Sorry? And everyone left. Yeah. <laughs> that's how we finally got him. Sorry, that's my last Sorry joke. <laughs> sorry. 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 It's been a good run. So, so you really enjoyed, uh, you know, two rooms in a boom were very successful on Kickstarter. Yes. So yeah, that we love that game. Those we love that game, great. and we love those dudes. So we, we still... Alan we still maintain contact with with those fellows sean one of them uh uh lives in town and so we see him every once in a while those, those are great guys and that's a great game y'all need to uh get to gen con sometime to the we're hoping one. to this some year. of us are hoping to this year i don't know who's going to be able to go and who won't but but we're certainly planning on having some sort of presence what's that so i think we're hoping to but mm-hmm. yeah hopefully we can go yeah 50,000 people. That, that's oh, that seems like too many. I'm out. Yeah, never mind. That's way too that's many scary. people. No. <laughs> I, I'm excited. So do they have a lot? I don't even... Do they have a lot of open gaming like they do at BGG Con? Oh, at? God. Yes. It's yeah. incredible. I've always heard it's more of an industry. You have to look for it, though. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not... Origins is much better set up for open gaming. Um, 
But you got to remember that the big thing about uh, Gen Con is that that's when all the new stuff is released. Ah. That's when you hear all the news of all the latest games. So the vendor hall will blow your mind at the size of it. It is just incredible. And so then it's just finding other places just to sit. I mean, people just sitting in the middle of the hallways and the conventions that are playing games. So it's there. But um, it's just insane. Man. But y'all, if y'all could, y'all, if y'all could get up a, uh, if y'all hit really successful with the Kickstarter, y'all throw up a little table there. You get a lot of business there. And Nikki, Saturday morning, go stand in the herd of people getting ready to go into the vendor hall, and just feel the pressure of the bodies as they try to move through the door oh, I can to go. Feel get, the asthma attack right oh, now. It sounds like warp tour. We're passing out. Oh my! And, and and the guys are standing in front of the bo- uh, doors yelling. I you say, repeat after me. I will not run. That lasts for one minute as people <laughs> bolt to go get the to go get Robinson Crusoe or the latest Fantasy Flight uh, miniature, you know, or something yeah. like that. Oh, it's uh, that sounds like a nightmare. It sounds like a controlled Black Friday. Yeah. <laughs> They, yeah, I mean, they even write, they even do like if you. Oh, there are tasers. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> they even do like if you have a uh, a success, you know, a super successful Kickstarter, you might have people be able to pick it up early there, right? At Gen Con too, right? People run mm-hmm. over and they'll snatch up their. Copies. Oh, that's. That's something that happens. That's smart. It's something that happens. I mean, that's that's it's that sounds like pure chaos, but I'd love to see the chaos. I have a really big problem with crowds, but uh, I get really bad anxiety in crowds. But I mean, what better place to have a nervous breakdown than in front of the <laughs> than in front of the few people on Earth who know who you probably are? Maybe. <laughs> Speaking of which, so you know. Um, you know, season five, four, five, six, whatever. Yeah. Just like the guild did a season on a con, y'all just like take your group to like do a con episode or something. That would be hilarious. We've had too. a lot of people talk about that we should do that. I think it would be really cool. I think, um, I mean, yeah, that that might be a little currently out of scope, but we would certainly love to do it. And it's definitely been it's come up in conversation here and there. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Well, the nice thing is, is you've got the big con in town where you got a lot of extras there, just ready to yeah. go. And they would be all over it, and I could just see Brittany working her way to the front of the vendor hall, you know, or something <laughs> like that. You know, just just taking it, taking it on. That'd mm-hmm. be awesome. We typically try to keep it at an hour or so, but you know what? You guys are awesome, so that's why you know. We again, we just give to our audience because we're just good like Time that. So we went fun. over an hour for you guys. Yeah, it, it has been so much fun. I, I do. Want, okay, so here, since I'm throwing out ideas, yeah. a couple of the genres y'all to look at. <laughs> I think, I think it'd be funny if y'all did an RPG episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's definitely something we've discussed. That's definitely. And what's another? Oh, miniature gaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something we have not discussed yeah, actually. That's but that's a good what is point. miniature gaming. So like, honey, I shrunk your like Warhammer and stuff. You know, like you you have like your 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 pieces and you you have measuring tape and you it's like yeah. a, you know typically it's kind of like a, a war game stuff. Like Command and Conquer, but in real life. Yeah. Is that a good elevator pitch for miniature gaming? Yeah. And with Nikki's and painting people are skills. Obsessive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With, yeah. People are obsessive about their miniatures, too. Oh, sure. Don't touch the yeah. miniatures. So. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be interesting, miniature games. Well, Nikki's got the painting skills. I'm telling you. It would be, it's just Donald good to put together. Donald has practiced on a robo-rally piece. Yeah, I painted my robo-rally pieces. I showed them to Chad Hoverter. I showed them to Chad Hoverter, and he wasn't impressed. He yeah. kind of went like, meh. He's the sculptor for Mice and Mystics, and he, uh, frankly, did not oh. love uh, Donald's robo-rally piece. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought he did a good job acting like he did. Yeah, he did. He's a very nice man. And he humored you, but but then you beat him in a sculpt off, which is on our page. Yeah, (laughs) 
Yeah, if anybody around here ever wants to be impressed by Chad Hoverter, they should go see, see the interview that we did and just go ahead and uh, lose that feeling because I destroyed that. Yeah, fool you destroyed the game. <laughs> sculpting. No, Luckily, he's, he's he the nicest guy on earth. It turns out that he sculpts for a living and doesn't mess around with Play-Doh, recreating Cards Against Humanity cards. So uh, he and Jerry, who uh, who design Mites and Mystics, uh, they are two of the nicest people in the world. Yes. It is crazy. It is insane how nice they are. It's yeah. off-putting. Yes. It could, that means they might be crazy. It makes me want to It makes me want to hurt them and lock them up. Because, <laughs> because they're too nice. They're, they're too, too nice, nice for society. For the world. They're the bell curve. saying they're like serial killer nice? No, I think it's more like they're like a precious flower that needs to be preserved yeah. by being Absolutely. killed and placed in paraffin wax. <laughs> that, that's weird. That got dark. Nice yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> we love them. So we love being on the show. Thank you. Honor's been ours. We, we appreciate y'all being on this show. Um, I'm glad Marty was able to take care of this for us because you know he he is the man. Because he's our editor, Jonathan. I'm like I'm serious, man. Sorry, I don't do any editing. I just sit back and have a mic and try to crack as many jokes as I can occasionally and, and let it go there. So I'm I'm right there with you, man. No, story of my life. I was so before we go, uh, where can people find all your stuff? Uh, Twitter, you know, how you know, where can we find you? And uh, obviously, you got a Kickstarter going on, so they can just go on Kickstarter, search for Board with Life. But as far as your YouTube channel, etc., yeah, our our uh, YouTube channel is uh, youtube.com forward slash moonrat media, one yes. word, that's correct. Uh, which or you is can type in board with life. sort of kind of our production company, or you could just search Board with Life. Board B- is a yeah. pun, B O A R D. Uh, and then um, it will say, did you mean bored with life? And you'll say, no, I meant bored with life. And then... Um, so did you mean house of cards? Like, yeah. yeah, bored with life. <laughs> and so that's that's where we mainly, our home base right now, we're working on getting a website going. But we also have, uh, you know, on Twitter where I'm bored with life uh, and uh, on Facebook where I'm bored with life. And uh, you know, and then we have our own personal Twitters. Jonathan has a has a Tumblr that's really funny. Freshmanoflife.com. Check it out. <laughs> okay, uh, it he, is very funny. It is funny. <clears throat> and if you uh, like gifs, if you like gifs, he's a gif source. Gifs, gifs, whatever. GIFs. Okay. Only if they're animated. Okay. Yeah, there's just a regular. Uh, yeah. I, now, sometimes yeah. people use that as a normal file type for a an image, okay. and then I want to okay. kill those people. Video editor. <laughs> Well, again, thank you guys so much for being uh, on the show. I mean, you've already uh, you've already met your goal. Now it's just getting the stretch goals. Yeah. We got to get rich on there, and and all those other guys on there, and 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 it's amazing that your money is going to go towards better production because, as I said, the production value is so high already. I can't wait to see um, what su- uh, season two was going to look yeah. like. Yeah, and Colby, Colby, by the way, of Plat Hat Games, uh, bought the. Uh, publisher level one, which means he he get, he on his own got the world another episode of of board with life, and he gets to choose what game it's about. Mm-hmm. Gee, I so said, what? Co- I see. What company will that game come I from? Wonder. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a very good level if you're a publisher. Maybe he's gonna troll us and give give us just like the worst. Yeah, yeah he's just gonna go. Ah. I yeah. mean, but he he's Simpsons such a. You know what's clue. funny? He's such a humble guy. Is he he contacted <laughs> us and said, "Hey guys." uh I just want to let you know you don't have to do that. I just wanted to support the show, and that just look, like looked like the level I should do it at. I was like, "Oh no, we're gonna do it." <laughs> he, yeah. He's just super nice and and, and likes us. So. Uh, and so hot oh, too. Oh gosh, he's gorgeous. But yeah, so if 
you know, the, he bought the twenty five hundred dollar level. Then he bought yeah. that one because yeah. that's outstanding. Yeah, that's great. So we were all astounded, and he's just yeah, immediately too. He's just sitting there waiting to do it. He, he was yeah. pumped. So yeah, I mean, it's it's been an amazing experience, and hopefully we can we can keep it going. Every time we get a few more push goals, we'll have some more episodes for people mm-hmm. to see, and and it's all for better content. We can't yeah. stress that enough. Even past our main goal, it's all for better content. Yeah, and and hopefully, you know, I I feel like a a lot of kickstarters for web series and, and stuff on the internet, you know, they'll raise a ton of money, and you don't really see the difference. Uh, and I think people will see the difference on our show. Sure. Hopefully, it's a thing that they will. They will not only see it, but also get more content, and it'll yeah. be very much a game. It won't be just us like buying buying SUVs and and. Oh, I want an SUV. Can we add that? Yeah, let's put an SUV. Only well, if we wreck it when Michael Bay directs it. Oh uh, yeah, we can blow it up. <laughs> Sorry, I'm rambling. We love you guys. Thank you for having us on. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's been fun. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, uh, before we go, I will say, uh, Nikki, thanks to you, I'll never look at a bag of banana grams the same way again. So, yeah, I'm just leaving those in the drawer from now on. I don't even want to look at That's them. That's my so. favorite bit. <laughs> That, that, is, that was that. funny. It was, so it was disturbing. It was almost like like <laughs> Franklin eating the um, something taco. That, oh my gosh! That, that, <laughs> yeah, it's moments like that that we uh, we we unfortunately will never be dice tower appropriate because right. little moments like that. But uh, I think I think we can still be be friends with the dice tower. <laughs> oh sure sure. Well, again, thank you guys so much for coming thank on. Thank, thank you, you for having us so much. Okay, so maybe it's a bold statement, maybe it's not, but this will go down as one of our favorite episodes, one of my favorite episodes of all time. That was such a blast just sitting there and chit-chatting with those guys and gal for that time. Well, and I hope, you know, everybody else appreciates that and what they're trying to bring to the gaming community. And Marty, you brought this out in the interview, which I thought was really neat. The fact that they're actually board gamers, unlike another huge web series that's out there about MMOs, you know, these guys play games, they're interested, they've been to the, uh, they just went to BGG Con and just really nice people and the amount of work that goes into making these things, that's that's unreal. <laughs> and um, I, I'll be honest, we are recording the outro to this episode after I've already edited down the interview. And let me tell you what, I had to remove a lot of laughs from me and you during this thing because we couldn't understand a word they were saying and if I'd left them in there. We were laughing so much during that interview. So uh, it may sound like, well, those guys are just like not even there. It's because I had to mute our tracks. We were laughing so hard at some of the stuff they were saying. Well, you just plan on muting my track anyway to help condense the show down, don't you? Yeah, and that one right there is getting ready to be cut too. Oh, you go right ahead, big boy. You go ahead. Because <laughs> everybody, I'm going to have to put in something so that you can't do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so this was one of our more extended episodes. We typically don't run this long. But once we got on w- with them, uh, it was funny. I, I kind of I contacted the producer of the show. And I said, look, we'll, we'll give them, you know, if they just come on 15, 20 minutes, you know, we know their their time is precious to them and they're busy. And so they get on and they said, 
yeah, so we've allocated the entire night to talk to you guys. We said, all right, let's do this. Hit record. And then we just kept on going. We could have gone longer easily, but we just eventually had to cut it off. Uh, I hope we can get them back on after they complete series season two, not series, season two. Love to have them back on. And some of the bits, the bits, I mean, the episodes were only, I think there's only five plus the Halloween episode, but some of the bits, I just love those things. Did you ever see um, Solitaire where Brittany's sitting there just playing Solitaire and Kellen? I have not seen that one. Go ahead. Yeah, but Kellen Voss, who you contacted, um, it is Voss, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, Kellen. Kellen's the sound guy or sound person. I don't know if it's a guy or a girl, but anyway they do the sound and they do it and she's sitting there playing solitaire and that's a funny one. You need to check that one out. Okay. Enjoy. I will. I'll go, I'll go watch that one. They, they've done so many. And I know I've missed a lot over the, cause they were putting them out what every other week or something like that. So, uh, Oh yeah. Um, to move on um, real quick. I know we've got to keep this short. Um, I appreciate everybody sending in their responses for spend my allowance over at the BGG forum website. So if you go to board game geek, you know, you type in our, um, rolling dice taking names in the search you can find our guild page go over there i appreciate that y'all doing that and also appreciate the discussion going on with some of the other topics such as war college and oh uh, man just a lot of good activity over there on on the guild forum and hopefully we're getting back to everybody and keep it coming guys i've got the spreadsheet ready on spend my allowance and i'm reviewing all the games everybody sent in and that's gonna be tough marty that is gonna be hard yeah, so every, every once in a while I go over there and check, and it's like, oh, there's another suggestion. I don't know how you're going to make a decision on all these. Um, I don't either. And um, after the Robinson Crusoe night the other night, I got a feeling I know what I'm steering clear of in the future. So Co-op? Uh, uh, hard games. Anyway. Hard games. Okay. No, all right. Yeah. Anything that's hard okay, and that requires you to do stuff. Flipping a card over and revealing it obviously is what I'm dealing with here. <laughs> Uh, sounds like that's an anecdote for an upcoming episode to me. Yeah, it is. All right. <laughs> well, anyway, thanks so much for sticking there in there with us, guys. We hope you enjoyed that interview. And uh, if you if you want to go out there to uh, Kickstarter and uh, support these guys, or just go watch their shows, uh, subscribe to their channel. Um, I think they're going to be in there for the long haul, and that's good. That's good for us. That's good for the gaming hobby. Uh, anything to bring attention to this hobby is 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 good for all of us. Oh, I need to say something here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, a great episode. Great time with those guys. Look forward to a uh, future web series by them. Yep. So as always, thanks again for listening. And keep rolling dice. And taking names. All right, Batman. Heads, you live. Tails, you die. Okay, hold on. I got to do a thing first. Rolling Dice and Taking Names is found on Twitter at Dice and Names, RollDiceTakeNames.com, and has a guild on BoardGameGeek. Okay, I'm ready. Tails? Wait! Where is Harvey Dent? What are you talking about? Where is Harvey? I held a man's hand while he died today, Chris. I'm sorry I didn't have time to look after your toys. Did he like poop and stuff? Yeah, he pooped. <laughs>